Hello, I'm Daisy. And I'm Emma Hahn. We are the executive directors of the Bright Eyed's first ever Teen Changemaker Conference. TCMCon is a virtual conference on July 26th to the 30th that aims to inspire, equip, and empower teens to make a difference. Attend masterclasses and workshops led by professionals, panel events with inspiring teens, and get the chance to meet people from all over the world, all from the comfort of your home. Register for free at tcmcon.carrd.co and follow us on Instagram at TeenChangemakerCon for updates. Hope to see you there! Welcome to The Bright-Eyed, a podcast dedicated toward empowering teens to make a difference. Each week, I interview inspiring teens from all over the world to help share their story and talk about important global issues. Tune in to start your week feeling a little more inspired and empowered to make a change. We are more than capable of changing our world for the better. Let's see who's rising to the occasion. I'm your host, Daisy No, and this is The Bright-Eyed. Hello there, and welcome to The Bright-Eyed. Here with me today are the two founders of a nonprofit called Youth Promise, Bianca Jortner and Savannah Jem. Bianca is a rising senior based in Connecticut, and Savannah is a rising junior based in New York. After seeing the disparity gap in access to education, they were both inspired to provide educational opportunities for inner-city youth, youth from low-income households, and so much more. Welcome to the show, you guys. Well, we're going to start off by um, some introductions just to get the audience uh, to know whose voice is whose. So, Bianca, why don't you start us off? Um, Well, my name is Bianca. Um, I'm 17. And I guess some passions. Well, I'm really interested in um, medicine, like especially the health disparities and the global health equity. So yeah, and in my free time, I just like to do like anything, just, you know, go on TikTok, watch Netflix, hang with friends. So. Um, I'm Savannah. I'm from New York. Um, I, as they said, I'm a rising junior. Some of my hobbies that I am interested in, I play lacrosse. I like to paint. I paint in my free time a lot, usually landscape and portrait. And I'm also like a big activist for climate justice and also social justice. And I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to have you both here. And I I love kind of listening to you guys have an organization based in educational equity, but you guys have so many other like very passions and interests. And I I absolutely love that. Um, And since you guys are co-founders, which I'm also a co-founder of a different organization. So I love meeting other co-founders. I think it's a really great dynamic. Um, I wanted to ask how you guys met and decided to start an organization together. We always tell this story because it's actually really funny. So me and Bianca, we met on another organization called Board of Boredom. It was a tutoring organization, but they didn't like cater to um, the marginalized youth that we kind of cater to. It was just kind of like everywhere. She DM'd me and was like, hey, I saw that you like reacted to this message and you were interested in kind of like helping me kind of build this organization. I was like, yeah, totally. So I was added to the Slack and then we got each other's number because we were like the very first people. And obviously Bianca was like the founder. And then I kind of just like, you know, was there just to help her along. So eventually like that turned into like a friendship and kind of this was like like internet buddies. But the really funny thing is like the first time me and Bianca met like and we actually talked I was on a trip to Lake George I met this girl named Eve right and funny thing is 
Eve went to Bianca's school. No way. Like, there's literally, like, my town is so, so, so small. And so it's, like, a coincidence. Maybe it's, like, meant to be out of know. Right? <laughs> Wait, that's so cool. Did you guys end up, like, ever meeting face-to-face? No. No, but I'd want to. <laughs> right? Like, one day. One, right. One. That's so cool. So you guys are both co-founders of an organization, a really awesome organization, nevertheless, and you guys have never met face-to-face. Could you guys tell us about your organization, Youth Promise? And Bianca, it sounds like you kind of came up with the idea. Uh, What inspired you to start it? Yeah, so I saw how the pandemic was impacting youth, like all students across the world, but especially the youth that initially like they didn't receive adequate education in the first place they COVID you know it really damaged like not damaged but it really affected them more severely and they didn't have wi-fi they didn't have technology they're you know transitioning online in the school districts they didn't receive the personalized academic guidance that they needed and so I saw that as an issue because I was reading like statistics and COVID it brought those students in the lower income regions and districts about like they missed on about like three months of school I think compared to only like three weeks with the higher income regions and so I that really hit me and I was like okay well I really want to do something and I know that I can from my house because like there's always a way if you were passionate about something and you want to help Yes. Oh, I love that. I agree. I think COVID, um, it, it kind of like separated us. We were quarantined and I would think that it would make community service a little bit harder, but honestly, just seeing how many people were like, that's not a barrier that I'm worried about. I'm passionate about this. Let's just get started. I think just seeing so many people step up in this time was super cool. So I, I love that that's kind of your origin story. So uh, what kind of things do you do with your organization to address the disparity gap, especially with COVID-19? Mainly, we provide free educational services to the marginalized youth, like homeless youth um, or youth experiencing homelessness, um, inner city youth, and like, like the people who really need help during this, these like hard, difficult times. Um, And it's like, mostly one-on-one tutoring we have we also offer group classes and like there we have a group class that offers professions in medicine that kind of like introduces medicine to these youth um and we have SAT like college prep kind of workshops and we've also implemented a new kind of branch of group classes called social justice classes and it's kind of like taking like really unbiased opinions and like educating these kids on issues that are happening like right now so that they can be well informed like in the future and they can like start formulating what you they believe is ethically and like morally right in their minds by providing them with like a neutral standard. The facts, the truth, yeah. I love that. So you're not only offering classes, you know, based on like education or like core, you know, the core uh, subjects that we study, but you're kind of offering so many other services. Like I love that you're focusing on like college workshops and college prep workshops, but also like social justice. I think that's super unique to your organization. Um, And so when did you guys both realize that educational equity was an issue that you guys were passionate about? So I've always... I've always known that like education is important. My parents always told me that, but I just, it was, I think the same thing 
I can like say the same. So during COVID, that was when it really like um, was brought to my attention, the disparity gaps with the educational equity. And I've also been, I've always like read about and seen how there's over 4 million youth in the world that are illiterate. And that's so many. And I think one out of every five children in the world can't read or write a simple sentence. And that really like stuck with me. So I think it's especially during the um, pandemic when education was hurt so much. Yeah, I'm um, going off what Bianca said. I grew up in like the suburbs of Albany. I don't know if you've like, it's the capital of New York, but it's also a really like kind of inner city and very much like, like a downtown area. And uh, like walking down through those streets, you see these kids like on the streets, like barely being able to kind of like formulate a comprehensible sentences and sort of just like, it's just like how like, I like, like I used to just being a part of this, like recognizing my privilege, I can realize that like, wow, I'm privileged. And I really just want to make others like aware and also kind of use my privilege to help others. And I think that's one of the biggest things of activism is like, you realize how much like privilege, like, like kind of like with like racial justice, you're a white person. So you realize that you can be like an ally. But here I realize that I'm middle-class. I can be of assistance to like these marginalized kids. And I just want to, wait, I just want to add one more thing onto what Savannah said about that. Like in my town, I'm also really privileged to, I live in a suburb as well. Um, I don't like it, but it's okay. So I like, um, my schools, I'm really privileged. It's a really good school. I'm getting really good education. I'm so fortunate for that. And the thing is that really enlightened me to like the gap and the disparity. Like if you drive five minutes one way out of my town, you will get to like this really rich part where the houses are so big and like, you know, the education is so good. And if you drive five minutes the other way, literally like five minutes, you'll see um, like places where poverty is it's filled with poverty, the districts aren't good. So it's just like so crazy how the disparity is so large. Right, like even within the span of one area, like how different education systems can be. Right. I agree, which I, which is why I think like educational equity is such an important issue. And I, and I kind of love seeing student organizations doing those because we're, we're the ones who are like in school. I think we're kind of like aware and we can kind of see where needs are. Um, and, and so I think that's like, just like so perfect. And I love what you were saying about activism, Savannah, like kind of recognizing your privilege and realizing I have it now, what can I, you know, how can I help with the resources I've been given and that I'm lucky enough to have? I think that's exactly why activism is so powerful. So, um, and I, I'd love to kind of ask if you guys had any doubts or fears before starting your organization that could have possibly prevented you from starting. Um, well, I would say that we're very, me and Bianca, we're very naive teenagers who kind of just, like, went into this, like, just being, like, oh, you know, like, like, with, like, like, this, like, clouded, like, passion that, like, we're gonna help people, that's all we're gonna do, right, and that was, like, our mission statement, you know, and then as we, like, went on, we kind of realized that, like, uh, we're in really muddy waters, and we're kind of just, like, we don't really know what we're well I personally Bianca I don't know I can't speak for her but no like, no, no, no same I was on the same boat we knew nothing about like nonprofit. like we knew nothing to start a non-profit <laughs> any of that 
and we kind of like we were hit with these like obstacles first with like some internal problems and then sort of just like a whole like frenzy of just like kind of busyness with school and everything so we're kind of just like so mainly our fears were kind of just like coming at us as we were moving through the steps of an organization you know yeah and to add on to that my initial one of my initial like doubts was that organizations like professionals like schools they wouldn't take us seriously because we were like high school students and so we weren't even like official nonprofit, nothing with like the government and so I was like okay are they gonna even want to partner with us but to my surprise like obviously there's organizations that just don't reply back because you know you're not a nonprofit, like official, like 501c3. But there were like a lot of organizations and schools. And for example, like the inner city education, they're a grassroots organization in Chicago. And they, um, they're really big, like they've been doing this for a long time. And this year they needed to change their tutoring like program because like they do in person, but it wasn't working out because of the pandemic. So we offered to tutor their kids for the year and pretty sure we're gonna continue the partnership after the pandemic even. And so I was just surprised about how much they, like, you know, wanted to collaborate, even though we were just high school students. So it was amazing. Yes, I, I love that. And I think I, I also have an organization, youth run organization, and I think I could relate to a lot of the fears that you guys had. Um, and for listeners who are kind of dealing with that as well or like debating, like, the amount of support you get was so surprising. Like people who are willing to like take a chance on you, it happens a lot more than you think. So um, I hope that kind of like myth bust things. I thank you for sharing that. And so what ways were you able to overcome those? Like what kind of uh, propelled you forward even though you had those doubts? Um, Kind of just like all of our volunteers, like us just seeing, so we have them record their sessions for um, safety purposes. And so we, we kind of like rewatch those and we're just kind of seeing like how it was so beautiful just watching like our volunteers interact with these students. And like, it was just, I think that was kind of like our drive. Like we want to expand our organization to reach more youth across like not just in Chicago maybe like someplace in like California and stuff so we were just kind of like like this is so like I know Bianca was telling me she's like I love watching these videos they're so amazing and just like I love seeing them kind of like have fun with their kids and it's like yeah I want to do that like I want to affect these kids like over here and to like kind of like the doubts that like Bianca expressed that were like oh no one is going to support us when we like kept like meeting and lobbying with a bunch of other people like we um we had this interview with Mission Magazine a few weeks ago and then we like met with a bunch of like non-profit like filing that helped us file and we're just like wow a lot of these people like believe in our mission and they want to support us and want to help us be successful and it's just that's what kind of drove us I feel like yeah 100% what Savannah said just the mission itself the want to do good and no matter what even if like one person like there's always going to be more schools more organizations that you can reach out to and that if like what I used to have a big fear of like reaching out but then I really thought about it. I'm like what's worse that can happen they just don't reply they just say no like it's always worth asking because what you're trying to accomplish, the mission is bigger than, you know, that fear or that doubt. I agree. That was so beautifully put. Um, 
Yeah, I think reaching out, there's a lot of hesitation because you don't know what kind of response you're going to get. And I think the more you reach out, the more you find that it's actually not that bad. And more people actually are like very willing to and eager to help. And even if they're not, like you find that it's not the worst thing in the world if someone says no or turns down a collaboration. So I, I agree. I think, you know, the risk of reaching out is far less than the kind of, you know, not reward, but kind of end result that you could gain. Right. Yeah. And in what ways has running Youth Promise impacted you as well? I mean, you guys are obviously making an incredible impact in the lives of others. Yeah, so in in what ways has Youth Promise helped you guys grow? Definitely, um, I tutor, like, along with being kind of like a leadership role, I tutor my, um, I tutor a student too. I think, like, he has impacted me in a lot of ways. Like, I, being able to watch him, like, grow and, like, introducing him to a lot of like different areas like I I I kind of like informed him about like the whole um like a bunch of current events right and it's just kind of like seeing that connection and like being able to form a connection with like a student is just something that's really heartwarming and it's also just like like it's like a new friend pretty much and that's how they impact you like like you can talk about stuff and you impact them and they impact you it's like that kind of relationship and also like being able to kind of lead these tutors kind of just like made me really happy with myself I just like I used to express doubts about like am I doing enough like it like why like I'm always like self-degrading but like youth promise really gave me like a purpose kind of not really a per- but like another like passion that I can f- like use my um personality and like all of my qualities to like you know help the- fuel it forward yeah to go off what Savannah said there's so many ways that it's impacted me it's literally changed my life like I'm not even joking because now like whenever I think about things I'm like always think about other people like how what can I do to help them and it just really opened my mind to also so many different people that want to help and that also want to create change. And so I used to also tutor too during the school year. And it was amazing because like actually the students themselves, they can teach you so much as well, not just the tutors. It goes both ways. And it's really amazing to see and to watch. And I think it's made me a better person overall, like Savannah said. Like from now, like I'm so much more aware of the disparities and injustices that are happening. And I want to like do something. And so just, yeah, it's really impacted my life a lot. I love hearing that. Like I I mentioned this in probably every podcast episode, but I kind of ask a similar question for people who started things because I don't think people realize just how much the, you know, initiatives you start end up impacting you and shaping you and helping you grow. Uh, I think that's just like so incredible to see. And I, I love what Bianca, you were saying about kind of widening your perspective. Like, I think the more you dive into an issue you're passionate about, the more you realize needs to be done, the more, cause you know, activism and things are very intersectional. So even though you focus on one issue, you end up uncovering like a bunch of different ones. Like with educational equity, there's also an issue of systematic racism and a lot of other uh, diversity, you know, welcome in inequality, like stuff like that. Like, I feel like there's just so much to it. And I, I love that you're kind of like getting a new perspective on a lot of different issues. I think that's incredibly impactful. 
And so for listeners who are either passionate about educational equity or are interested in kind of the tutoring that you guys were mentioning, what are some ways that teens can get involved? We have a bunch of opportunities for students and others who want to be involved. We have, obviously, you can apply to be a tutor. And then we have this new branch where you can apply to be a content creator, where you just make lesson plans and resources for our tutors. And that way you're adding to the organization, even if you're not comfortable with like tutoring, or if you're not like, if you think you're not going to be good enough. Um, We also have like internal like branches, like public relations, where you kind of reach out to these organizations to be like, hey, we are Youth Promise, like, this is what we do. Is there any way that we can collaborate? And there's also social media where you guys like run our Instagram, our Twitter, or like kind of creating like content marketing and also like promotional um, advertisements. And we also have, (laughs) there's a lot, we also have the head of interviews or interviewing where you interview our volunteers because you have to go through a thorough like interviewing process to get accepted and then our interviewers kind of lead that um bianca am i missing anything um yeah there's so much you can do if you want to become a tutor or just like be involved with youth promise then you can go to website fill out a form it, i'm pretty sure it's also in the bio of our instagram as well and it's, it takes about 10 minutes like at most it's pretty short but um well i mean we want to make sure that these volunteers are really passionate about education. So we have them write a lot about why, what the mission propels them. That was worded really wrong, but like how does the mission propel them? And yeah, you can get involved that way. Obviously as a tutor, you can do group classes of your choice. You can teach at summer camp that we're gonna be hosting. You can um, just literally like do, like our group classes are really cool because you can literally teach whatever you want to, if it's whether it's coding to chess to like, high school tips to music to art so it's really like um versatile and what you like and so yeah well I love so I mean it sounds like if you have varied interests or academic interests artistic interests like a ton of others there is like totally a spot for you and a space for you so I would highly recommend anyone interested going and checking out all those cool opportunities um, and I, I kind of like to move on to a little Q&A segment. We had some questions submitted by listeners. And if anyone listening wants to submit questions themselves, you can follow at the Bright Aid Pod on Instagram. So one listener submitted a question that says, how did you learn to work together as a team? Which is something I'm looking forward to listening to as well. I don't, I feel like me, Bianca and I were very um, indecisive people and I feel like we are very self-reliant I'm just I'm just like psycho analyzing Bianca right now but no (laughs) I just like like we I feel like we work well together because we kind of exhibit the same interests like if you ever read me and Bianca's text we're always like laughing we're always like um you know sharing like different like things that happen to us each day it's kind of just like it's like you it's like a friendship that helps you work together yeah. you know because me and Bianca we're so close in age we're so close in like interest like basically the same person um we're both fire yeah. <laughs> we it's just like being able to like have a friend that you work with is just awesome you know yeah and to add to what Savannah's saying I think teamwork is like the number one key to success with whatever you do like organizations because you can't do it alone I could 
have means to be in like even we couldn't have done it alone like I couldn't so that means that I couldn't have done it alone at all without Savannah at all and so I think that having a lead team is really 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 important we've had a lot of struggles at the beginning with teamwork um and the thing is to make sure that you guys have a good team is to make sure you guys are all passionate like act like truly genuinely passionate about the same thing like what you're doing and they don't want it they don't want to be like part of the team for other reasons besides that mm-hmm. and also meeting together on zoom is a good way like last summer we met together like basically every day I'm not even joking on zoom and we just like did plans we took notes and we really just formed a bond so yeah mm-hmm. and also to communicate a lot too yes yeah, so if you're looking to like make an uh, initiative with like a team member just like always grab like your best friend. That's my only piece of advice, your best friend. Agreed. I And I think it's sometimes it's tricky navigating like friendship versus like professional relationship. But I think honestly, being around people you're comfortable with and who you know well, I think that's, you know, only adds to it. You know, I, I run an organization with like a really good friend of mine and, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, isn't that like, difficult for your friendship honestly it's not it it makes it just so much better and I think you can depend on each other a little bit more because you know each other a little bit better um and yeah I I love that so for anyone who's trying to figure out who's you know how to work with their co-founder that was just some really great advice so I hope you take that to heart well thank you guys so much for talking with me today I have learned so much and I've become a lot you know, invested in your organization. So I'm so excited to see where you guys grow. Um, But before we head out, I would love to ask you one last question. So if the whole world was listening to you right now, what would you say? I would want to say something cliche, like, you know, you know, but I think what I, what helped me a lot was this quote. It's like, if, if it won't matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes worrying about it. And so that really like stuck with me because those insignificant things like, you know, your hair, like your acne, like I was so worried about that, but I was, it doesn't matter in the end. And if, if, so it really narrows it down to the important things. So like, how can you help others? How can you make an impact? Like you're just what you want to do in life, that kind of stuff. And so also I, I want to say one more thing. So if you want to like, literally people wait for change to happen, but you can't wait for change to happen because you have to like change starts with one person and that one person could be reaching out to another person and creating a team, but it just starts with one person. So if you want to make change, then you can go ahead and just do it. And I think what I have to say is value your relationships and community to live a fulfilling life. You can't just go around trying to satisfy um, materialistic needs and kind of just like, you can't go about the day trying to like, finish the day you have to go about the day thinking about like who like your priorities are and like who you value most in your life and you should devote your time to doing that instead of just mindlessly wandering around just kind of like oh I have to get this done no you should spend time with your friends and family spend time with your loved ones devote your time to your community by bettering others and helping yourself 
Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to leave a rating and review and follow or subscribe on the platform you're tuning in from. To see a video version of this episode and any other episode in season three, subscribe to the Bright Eyed Podcast on YouTube. For updates and more inspiring content, follow at the Bright Eyed Pod on Instagram. Tune in next week for another inspiring interview. And until then, I'll talk to you soon.